Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Craig. This is Pastor Alex. And we did a message, our third in the series of Jesus in an Insidious World. We did a message yesterday, January 23rd, 2022, on Jesus is the Light. And so we have a question that comes out of that message for Pastor Alex. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Here's your question. If Jesus was so compelling, the light of Jesus is so compelling, why did the Jewish leaders hate him so much? Right. So uh, there's this category of light, which is it comes in and darkness can't do anything with it. The light overcomes the darkness. So when your life and your prosperity and your power is marked by darkness, like, Jesus then is a threat to everything. Yes. Right. And that was the case for the Pharisees. Mm. The Pharisees, everything that they had built was built upon darkness, right? So like, let's take uh, the life that they had built. Uh, Jesus actually comes in and sees the way that they've taken life and law and structured these things and built systems within the Jewish culture of the day. And then Jesus comes in and he challenges every pattern that they've built. Mm. He says it should not be this way. And then he teaches others to do differently than the Pharisees taught them to do, right? So that's kind of challenging and they didn't love that. Yeah, Threatening, right? Yeah. Uh, So then let's take their process. Prosperity, right? It's so interesting at, at both the beginning and the ending of Jesus's ministry, we have two Passovers that kind of bookend this thing. And in both of those Passovers, Jesus is going into the temple and he's driving out money changers because mm-hmm. what are they doing? They're setting up a system that is kind of uh, lifting up the people who are kind of in charge of the temple, right? Giving them money. And at the same time, it's taking advantage of the vulnerable, right? right. right? And so Jesus doesn't love this. And so he has, he's taking issue with it. And it's creating then further issues for these religious leaders. And then finally, it challenges their power in the sense that Jesus's influence as he was preaching and doing ministry and different things, he was compelling to so many people. Right. Uh, So many people, in fact, that his influence took away their influence. Right. At 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 the end, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, they said, look. What are we supposed to do now? The whole world is going right. after Everybody's him. following after yeah. him now. Yeah. Well, how can we do this? So uh, I, I think it's interesting too. Every time Jesus opened his mouth, they said, oh, he teaches with authority. Yeah, right? that's right. Well, the implication is those scribes they and don't. Pharisees, <laughs> they don't. They spend time talking about, oh, this is what this rabbi right. says, and this is right. what this rabbi says. And so, uh, so, yeah. And then he forgave sins and did miracles, right? Like he does all of this. He gains influence. And it ultimately, it leads to the taking away of their power for yeah. the system that they had built. So, okay, the, those are like all of the things that Jesus did that kind of wrecked the the system that they had built, the things that they were placed upon. So there's this reality that compelling things, they don't always attract. There is kind of like a repelling nature. And this is what I mean by that. Like when you see a compelling thing, it takes a place of priority. When I'm compelled by something, I'm going to take that thing and I'm going to put it in the place of highest priority, which means that other things kind of have to fall out of priority for that thing to be in highest priority. Mm. And so the religious leaders noted as they looked at people and what they were doing with Jesus is that Jesus and his teachings were moving into the place of highest priority for Mm -hmm. people as them and their teachings got moved out of priority. Off to the side. Yeah, right. And so so I have like one of two possible reactions to this if I'm a religious leader. Um, The most likely reaction is this guy is taking away everything that I have trusted and built my life upon 
Uh, I am done with him. I want to ruin him. I want to kill him. You know, whatever it takes. And right? they did think he was a heretic. Right. Yeah. For sure. And then there's the other side, which is the side that we see some religious, very few, but some religious leaders take, which is they see the things in Jesus that are so compelling that everybody else sees too. And they're actually inclined to follow him. This mm-hmm. happened with Jesus and Nicodemus, for mm-hmm. what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus is like asking questions of Jesus. He's trying to be influenced by Jesus, right? And so Jesus kind of summarizes all of this. Um, a famous passage, John three sixteen, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever Which he believes said to Nicodemus. Him, right? He said that to Nicodemus, yeah. right? But then he kind of gives these like summaries afterwards. And he says, so like uh, in John three eighteen, he says, you know what? Believers in Jesus, they're not condemned, right? But those who don't believe in me, they're condemned already, right? And then in verse uh, 319, he says, and here's their judgment. Here's yeah. their condemnation. Yeah. The light has come into the world. Yeah. It's come into the darkness and people loved the darkness rather than the light. And what have these religious leaders do? Uh, what do they do? They they love this darkness, this system, this thing that led to their prosperity and their power. And so when light came and they were losing what they had, uh, this thing that propped them up for all of these years, they were struggling with it. It's it's interesting in scripture. I'm thinking all these different yeah. verses as you're talking there. Um, they love the praise of men more than the praise yeah. of God. I mean, the compelling nature of Jesus, this light that drew people out of the yeah. darkness for them became it was just a threat. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was still compelling, but it was it was it was a repulsion to yeah. them. Uh, because it put them secondary yeah. so, or third or not oh, not useful at all. Right. For what it's worth, though, <laughs> this is why Caesar had a problem with the Christian movement. Right. Because it was saying, they were saying, Jesus is Lord. Right. Not Caesar yeah. is Lord. Right. Yeah. That's problematic for Caesar. Yeah. This is for what it's worth, too. While the People's Republic of China has a problem with Christianity yeah. because it's saying, actually, something is more important to us than the state. Yeah. And we would do anything for him, but we wouldn't do anything for the state. Wow. Right. So you could ask a similar question, like, which is why does anyone walk in darkness? Like if, if Jesus is so compelling, why does anyone? It, he is the light. Right. The, the lights have been turned on. Right. Why do people put hand over their eyes and fingers in their ears and say, I see nothing. I hear right. nothing. I don't want Jesus, even though he is light that's right. supposed to be compelling everyone. And at the end of the day, it's like because there's something that the darkness has offered people. Uh-huh. Um. And they want to hold on to that thing that the darkness has offered them, right? And so people who follow Jesus, they realize that there's nothing in this world, nothing that this world can give them in comparison to what has come through Jesus's light Mm -hmm. to them. So I think that is, uh, that's the compelling nature, but there's also the reason why so many people miss out on it. Wow. That's really good, Alex. I appreciate your insight on this. And hopefully we live in a world that will become more compelled to be drawn into the light of Jesus Christ uh, than ever before. Well, it's been a privilege to be with you and talk through this amazing uh, topic with you this morning. And hopefully we'll see you again on Sermon Q&A.